Welcome to Informed Aging, a podcast about health, health, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I spent six years as a family caregiver and now work in the senior care industry with the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron, Chief of Operations for Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, a positive approach to care certified trainer and consultant, and a former family caregiver with well over 30 years of experience in the industry. Today we're going to be talking about living to 100 and older. What are those people doing that we aren't doing? We're going to delve into it. A couple things to keep in mind, the thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to Edith and I, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. If you want to get mad, get mad at us and not at them. And before making any significant changes in you or your person's life, please consult your own experts. We will be back right after this. For over 37 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center has served as a central Florida-based grassroots nonprofit and community resource center dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia-related illness. The ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, skill, and strategies through a variety of programs to help them confidentially prepare for the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit their website at adrccares.org. That's adrccares.org. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care. The Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, Senior Helper's Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. We're back and our guest today is my co-host, Edith Gendron. How are you today, Edith? Oh, it's great, isn't it? It's a beautiful sunny day here in Florida. Weather's nice. You Humidity is non-existent. Makes you want <laughs> makes you want to live until you're 100. Oh, okay, or, or right. better, or and better. For the people listening, going through a harsh winter right now, we're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. Stay warm, fuzzy, cuddled up. Have some mulled cider, maybe some mulled wine in the evening. Okay. Life is good, Life right? Life is good. The point of living to 100 or better, of course, is to live well, not just exist. So that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Living well. Yes, living well. Um, I know my uh, my last doctor appointment, my doctor joked to me that I still had 50 years in me. And I go, hmm. You know, that's that's not the trend in my family, so I'm not getting my hopes up. But is there reason to believe I could get my hopes up? There is very, very good reason to believe you can get your hopes up because like so many other things, genes are maybe a little bit of a higher risk, but they're not your destiny. Okay. Right? So um, those folks who have... Um, earlier leave taking in their genes um, can certainly follow some of what we're going to talk about today or as much of it as possible and feel better and want to live longer and result in living longer. Okay, I like that. So how did we get into this research? How did we get these answers? Yeah, where did this all come from? Well, an, a lovely man named Dan Butner and some colleagues decided that they wanted to look into 
who's living the longest in the world? I mean, you know, small, small task, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, they um, partnered up with uh, National Geographic and they used a set of criteria and they looked throughout the globe and they found five areas in the globe where people lived longer than the rest of the world, right? And in some very specific areas lived longer and with less form of dementia or, you know, a really reduced form. So that got pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. And they brought in a a multifaceted team of researchers and epidemiologists and all kinds of sciencey people and said, let's look at these five areas and find out what the common factors are. So they named those areas the Blue Zones, and I'm not really sure why, other than blue is a good color. Yeah. Um, And the five areas are Sardinia, uh, of course, in Italy, Mm. um, Nicoya in in, um, Costa Rica, excuse me, um, Okinawa, Japan, Ikaria, Greece, and, drumroll please, Loma Linda, California. Oh, really? Right. We have one here in this country, in the United States, which was um, a little surprising to me when that news first broke, because I don't think of us as being the healthiest country, right? We do a lot of driving ourselves and taking trains, and we have all the latest conveniences, uh, so on and so forth. And those are all things that those who live longest in the five blue zones don't do. Oh. Right? They don't do those things. Okay. So So I can't just pack up and move to Costa Rica, and that guarantees me a long, long life. No, no. It might encourage you to do some of the things Mm -hmm. that help live a longer life, a healthy. Let's keep a focus, too, on the healthy part. Um, But you would have to participate in those, those things. Um, They call them, they being the Blue Zones people, they call those common factors across the board of those five areas, right? They call them the power nine. So there's nine factors. All right. So nine things they're doing right that the rest of us typically aren't. Typically aren't. We might not have heard of it or we dismiss it. We don't realize our world, um, our country's setting doesn't lend itself to some of it so what can we do can we can we bring it into our own little corner of the world and the answer is always yes these are lifestyle choices these aren't expensive they aren't um you don't need to move you oh, know good. Good, good, good. Um, but you know costa rica is lovely yes. <laughs> but um those those sorts of things so um i think it's fun to look a little bit at the five blue zones in particular and see what are the um, one-liners, if you will. Okay. What in Sardinia caught the attention of the researchers? And it's um, the region of Sardinia that has the largest concentration of male centenarians in the world. Wow. Right? And we'll jump ahead a little bit and say Sardinia is also the place that gives us wine at five. Hello. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Which is, you know, it's a red wine. It is intrinsic to Sardinia. Um, I've never tried to find it here, but it might be a worthy goal. Maybe, Mm. you know, go to your favorite wine shop and say, hey, can you get me this wine out of Sardinia? 
Um, but they have wine at five at the close of their evening, as you can imagine, close of their day. And they visit and talk with each other. So it's socialization. It's interacting with other people. And we'll see how that's important in a, in a minute. Okay. In Greece, I, Icaria, or Icaria, but I do believe it's Icaria. Um, it's in the Aegean, of course. They have the lowest rate of middle-age mortality and the lowest rates of dementia. And again, really? we're talking about in the world. Right. So what do we immediately think of? At least I immediately think of when I think of a Greek island, I think Mediterranean diet. Right. Right. I think out in nature, out in the air, those things do matter. Um, Nicoya, Costa Rica, that we've already discussed, they have the world's lowest rate of middle age mortality and the second highest concentration of those hundred year old plus men. Wow. Right. Um, and there's a cute little story in one of the books. Uh, there's several books about the Blue Zones about um, a woman. She's well into her 70s. She might have she might even be 80. And every day she gets up and every day she makes her tortillas by hand. And wow. every day she walks them to market and sells them and walks back. And you'll see how that all matters when we start talking about that power nine, those five, nine factors. Loma Linda, as most people are going to recognize that as the stronghold of the Seventh-day Adventists. Oh, okay. Right? And those folks tend to live 10 years longer than the rest of us. Hmm. And why is that? Prayer? Prayer in part, yes, because prayer is a form of meditation, isn't it? It's Ah. a form of stress relief. It's a form of purpose. It's a a form of believing that you are in control of your world, and that's all important stuff, right? And then Okinawa, they have um, the longest-lived population of females over 70, Hello. All right. And they bring us a, a really neat concept. And I'm not going to say it right. So if you're from Okinawa or otherwise speak Japanese, please forgive me. But they have a concept called 80%. They eat to the 80% rule called Harahachibu. Harahachibu. Yeah. So it means you don't eat until you're stuffed like that proverbial turkey. Oh. Right. You eat until you're 80% full. Okay. And then you stop. Right? Okay. Then you stop. Um, there is actually a dietary, a weight loss approach, kind of popular now. It's called Wonder here in this country and in, in the United States. And an aspect of that is eat what you like first, right? Put your food on your plate, eat what you like first. And then 10 minutes into eating, stop for five minutes. And that allows your body and your brain to catch up, right? And that's a little bit of what's going on here. Stop, because your body really doesn't need more than what it can use at that time. So those folks who can stop that harahachibu, right, if they can stop between being 80% full and extremely full, that's where weight loss occurs. And weight loss can be extremely important for many people. It isn't about how you look. It's about your body and your health and your heart and your bones as we age, right? Your bones. It's very interesting. You're uh, bringing to mind a, a memory of my mom, and she moved in with us, and I'm like, are, are, she always would leave something on her plate, and it was something she had learned growing up, and I said, does that not sound ridiculous? And now I'm wanting to eat my words and go, well, yeah, if you leave something on your plate, then you haven't stuffed yourself. Right. 
Right, right. Dang right. on it, she was right again. She, moms, you gotta <laughs> love them, right? They were right. So, if we want to um, look at the Power Nine uh, again, the nine factors that across the board and all five of the blue zones appear in some form. Okay. Move naturally is the one that I think is the easiest for us. It takes a little extra time. It's not going to the gym. It's no. not. It's, nope. Not jogging. Um, maybe not even really walking or swimming. Although those are all good things to do if you're doing them. Don't stop. Okay. But moving naturally in your life means doing more with your body. Um, sweep the floor instead of the Roomba right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to love this one. Hang the clothes up outside instead of using the dryer, right? Okay. Things um, in those blue zones, the majority of people there do not use mechanical conveniences for house or yard work, you know, cut your own grass, sweep your, sweep your own sidewalks, that kind of thing. Um, they grow their own gardens, right? And you can even do, we have a little standing, um, wooden bench. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like a wooden box, a rectangular wooden box that we fill with dirt and we grow some stuff in it. You know, I mean, that's that's better than just always buying it at your local store. Um, So anyway, so uh, convenience is not the end all be all. It's not so great to have our little phones and our computers and our gadgets do everything for us. Right. Because it's taking out all of that movement and we end up taking that extra time and sitting on the couch. Absolutely. Sitting on the couch or, you know, just not doing what our bodies need us to do. Ideally, we should be moving about 10 minutes every hour. Oh. Right? And being sedentary is the new smoking, as you've heard people say. Yes. Um, And there's some pretty pretty real um, support for that statement. But, yes, if you can do something that's more physical mm-hmm. than it once was. Again, I come back to sweeping or housekeeping or yard work because those, you know, um, come to mind first. Now, for all of you in the frozen north, I'm not saying go out and start shoveling the heavy snow. Right. All right. But maybe I'm saying use a snowblower instead of hiring the guy next door with the plow. Okay. Right. But that all depends on everybody's individual circumstances. And right? it could be, I'm thinking, cooking. You're going to be moving more in the kitchen preparing your own meal than picking it up in the drive-thru. Absolutely. I mean, just, you know, if you stand there and chop two onions and you haven't been doing it for a while, your arm is tired. I know yes. that sounds silly, <laughs> but it's moving your body more and move naturally. That's okay. the whole point of that. All right. So we've gone over where the blue zones are, and we know that all the medical researchers, anthropologists, demographers, and epidemiologists They search for evidence-based common denominators among all those places. They found nine. We went over two, the 80% rules and moving naturally. But what are the next seven? Well, you're going to find out in our next episode. Please make sure to subscribe our podcast. Give us a good review as well. It's called Informed Aging. And tell your family and friends about us too. Instagram, you can find us informed underscore aging. Facebook.com slash informed aging. If you need to reach us, email informedagingpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.